welcome to the first episode of the Not From Nash podcast. Um, my name is James. My name is Nick. Nick what? Garrett. My name's James Hart. Um, so this whole idea kind of sparked. Um, neither of us are from Nashville. Uh, I'm from a small town outside of New York uh, in New Jersey called Carteret. Nick's from 800 different places. Yeah, my dad was military, so growing up, I've probably lived in about 10 different places. Longest place I've ever lived. Four and a half years, if that. So, uh, well-traveled in my 23 years. Yeah, that's crazy. I've lived in two places. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Buddy, you got the tuner kit on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to downtown Nashville, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, so uh, neither of us are from Nashville. Um, both moved here within the past year and a half. He's been here like a year longer than I have. I've been here like five, six months now. Um, basically just going to talk to people, you know, who may or may not be from Nashville, get their experiences. Um, basically just talk everything Nashville that we experience. Um, and then, you know, have a diverse group of guests on that'll bring something different to the table. Um, I think it's pretty common that nobody's from Nashville that lives here. <laughs> I'm sure there's a very select few, but for the most part, anybody I've come across does not live here. Yeah, man, I joke about this all the time. Like, like when tourists come in to work and everything like that, I'll just be like, they'll be like, hey, are you from Nashville? I just look at them, I'm like, nobody's from Nashville, man. Like, come on now. Like, I was like, Any, anybody our age is uh, more than likely from out of town. Yeah. I've probably met... Less than 10 people from actually, like, Nashville, not even. They're like, yeah, I'm from Tennessee, but it's however far out. So, uh, in general, though, Nashville's a crazy place. Yeah, dude, I love it. <laughs> Would never trade it for anything. Like, yeah. I've been here, fell in love. Yeah, I uh, I love it here, man. I was really nervous when I first, you know, made the, the decision to come here. Uh, got a job opportunity, and it happened to be located here. Uh, and I just, I sent it. And it ended up working out. The job's going great. Um, the place is definitely different mm -hmm. than where I'm from, and it was a, a big adjustment. But I love it, dude. The people out here are super nice. Everybody, so from what I gather, everybody's doing something. Everybody's got something going on. 100%. Like, nobody, nobody out here is just bumming it. I feel that way. And then at the same time, we could be out Sunday night, 1.30, 1.30 at night, packed bar. Yeah. So it's like everybody's doing something, but at the same time, it's just like you will never not find something going on in Nashville. Yeah, I tell my friends all the time, they're like, oh, like it's just a drinking city. But I'm like, people play hard here, but they work hard too. Like You have to, man. You see it at the gym. You see it at, at restaurants you go to. Like people are busting their balls, and they have to. Like it's not a cheap city to live in for sure. By no means cheap. Um, everything, everything costs a little bit of money out here. Yeah, it's definitely cheaper than New York, but. Oh, yeah. In comparison to, like, if I were to move 30 minutes away, it'd probably be half the price. For sure. I think I used to live, like, a little bit outside the city before I moved downtown and um, probably, like, save $300, $400 every month. Yeah. Like, and that adds up. It's but expensive. It's here. expensive, but, like, just go out and get it, man. Yeah. What else do we have to do? Make it. You better spend it. For or sure. Or do something good with it. And I'm, I'm probably going to spend it, to be honest. I will spend it as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, what's – um? I'll, I'll introduce myself, like, formally first, and then you go after me. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so, I'm from Carteret, New Jersey. 
um, born and raised, never lived anywhere else in my life. Uh, I've lived in two different houses, all in the same town, and then I moved here. Um, small family. Uh, most of my family's in Florida. I was actually there last week visiting, um, so it's pretty cool to catch up with them. But um, my sports teams, I'm, like, all over the place. I like the Phillies for baseball, the Nets, and the Knicks for basketball, uh, and then football. I'm a Saints fan. I don't really have a college basketball team. However, this year, I've specifically been a fan of the Tennessee Volunteers and <laughs> the LSU Tigers, just this in guy. two specific weeks. That's that's the only two uh, two weeks I've really rooted for college football. Um, other than that, uh, I do video production uh, for Amazon. That's like my full-time job. Um, travel a lot for work, get to see some really cool things around the world. Um, and I never really traveled all that much before my job. I worked in a warehouse as a manager, made my money, got out, um, and then did that. Graduated uh, with like a television digital media degree. But when I graduated, it was like peak COVID. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Montclair State. It's a small, not small college, it's like 28,000 people, but... Um, Private? Yeah. Probably unknown to the world. Um, played soccer there for three years, hurt my back, ended up not playing my senior year. But um, yeah, I had a lot of fun in college, learned a lot. Um, if I could go back, I probably wouldn't have went, to be honest, because everything I learned about like video production, photography, I did it on my own or got it from YouTube or other people, to be honest. I feel like that's the thing nowadays, though. Like there's like there's some stuff you just can't learn on YouTube, but I feel like for the most part. Dude, they have everything. Yeah, I feel like the the critical jobs, like the medical field, where yeah. you're dealing with people's lives. Medical, and stuff. engineering, like basically your STEM stuff. Yeah, please go to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want you doing open heart surgery on me off, off of a YouTube video. But yeah. like, agreed. Like communication, business, man. Like that's just all people relations yeah. to me, at least. Like, can you connect with somebody or not? Like, yeah. I definitely like. I learned a lot from my professors in college. But I definitely learned more by just doing it myself or on YouTube. Not to discredit them or anything. I had some amazing oh, professors yeah. that worked at, like, NBC, ABC, Dateline. Like, they did some awesome stuff in their careers, and it was super cool to get to connect with them. But as far as, like, camera settings and lighting and all this stuff, I learned it on YouTube. All trial by error. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. Um, I, did, I, I do have my own business called Heart Cinema. Um, when I moved, I don't really do much of my own business, to be completely honest. I'm very busy with my full-time job and then, you know, ju just adjusting, moving to Nashville and stuff. Eventually, I think I'll open up my my realm a bit to doing that again. But for now, I'm kind of just adjusting. So, Yeah, I um, mean, you, you just got here, man. There's plenty of time to get the ball rolling on that. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that's that's me pretty much. All right. So, I'm Nick. Um Born in Fort Riley, Kansas, believe it or not. Like, people all the time, like, where were you born? Go Jayhawks. Yeah, go Jayhawks. Rock chalk. It actually became the state. That Manhattan's closer. But, um, yeah, born in Fort Riley, Kansas. My dad was military. Army at the time. Don't remember a single thing about Kansas. Don't remember a single thing about Texas. Um, bounced around mostly in the south. Florida, Georgia, like three different parts of like Southern Florida, Central Florida. Like it's all Florida's so vast. Each little section. Yeah, it takes is, like it's, it's 12 its own, hours to get from yeah, the bottom it's, it's, to it's the it's top. It's its own being, man. So like 
three different parts of Florida, Georgia, Rhode Island, Oklahoma, Colorado, Nat or Tennessee. Like I've been a little bit of everywhere. Um, been up north, been out west, been south. By far the south is my favorite just from a people perspective. I would say Colorado too. Colorado is very similar. They're more, a little bit more hippie out there, obviously. Like it's just very easy going. Everybody's active, which I really liked. But um, yeah, I'd say the South has always been my home. It's always been what I've been comfortable with. Um, don't know if I would ever leave it at this point. Like yeah. maybe move different states and stuff like that. Like I love Texas. I'm a big, like I go to Houston a lot. I love Houston. But um, yeah, man, the Northeast is just kind of brutal for me. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It's but cold. Yeah, it's cold. The people, I think because it's always cold, the people are harsh. <laughs> like like Nashville, it'll be 22 degrees. You'll say, hey, good morning. Somebody's just bright and early, smiling. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Northeast, you go up there, they, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I think, all right, so here's my take on it. I think the people in the Northeast mind their business. Oh, 100%. So when you're intruding on their business, it's like, they're like, I don't, I don't know you. Why do you care about my day? Exactly. <laughs> Out here, everybody's very friendly, outgoing. They're interested in what other people are doing. So it's like, hey, how's your day? It's like, oh, how's your day? How you doing? Yeah, so. I just think in general, too, it's like um, the Northeast to me is like, because you got Boston, New York, like just the city, Philly, like all the cities you have are very like hustle and bustle. Mm -hmm. Out here, it's like, oh. Walking on the side of the street, yeah, here's a 30-minute conversation out of nowhere. Like, yeah. people will just move slower. Good and bad, like, it definitely has, like, sometimes you just don't want to talk to anybody, yeah, and you end sure. up in a conversation. That's but, me. like, That is me. Overall, like, just the people out here, man, like, so friendly, so kind. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite place that you've lived? I would probably say still Colorado, just because... That's when I got into skiing and everything like that. And, like, hands down to this day, skiing is by far my favorite thing to do. Yeah, it's a very free feeling. I love it. Like, you just go, preferably, like, with your friends or whatnot. And, like, even when you're skiing with friends, you're, like, you're not because you're doing your own thing. Yeah, like, yeah. you'll talk on the lift. But, like, once you're, like, actually in the process of skiing down the mountain, it's just you and your music. Yeah, for sure. So, like, you put in your music, chill, just vibe for the whole day. I, I very rarely listen to music when I ski. I used to go board, like, Louis snowboards. I would go with him a lot, and he'd have a speaker in his backpack. Mm -hmm. But I'm, like, petrified to ski with AirPods in my ears. Oh, see, I, don't, I, I have to do the hard wire. I don't fall. I don't, even, I don't even know the last time I fell skiing, but, like, if I were to, that AirPod is gone. Oh, I haven't fallen in a very long time, but very scared of them coming out of my ears. 100%. Just even, like, taking off your helmet and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not a helmet sure. guy. Yeah, I am. Safety first. Not a helmet guy when it comes to skiing. Safety first. It was bad. I used to, like, do jumps and rails and all that stuff, and I wouldn't wear yeah, a helmet. Yeah, same. I no used helmet. to, and then uh, I also had a back surgery and uh, kind of took out the sports and the um, the terrain park for me. But uh, Yeah, for sure. Still love to ski. Still love to get after it. Black diamonds, I own them. <laughs> I remember uh, when Louie was learning, man. He uh, He was pretty good. He was, like, really good off the bat, and when uh, I would go, I'd go on the terrain park, and he's like, bro, I'm not ready for that. I'm like, dude, just, like, go around the jumps. You don't have to hit them, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like the regular mountain. Just avoid the stuff. He was getting ballsy the, like, last run of the day. He was like, I'm going to do a little jump. 
He goes up, does the jump, feet first in the air, oh, laying no. straight on his tailbone on some ice. Oh, no. Louis was, Louis was hurting for weeks, dude. We, <laughs> we would go to work. We were working together at the time. We'd go to work, and he'd be like, dude, my tailbone still like, hurts. He probably dude. broke it or fractured He, he might have. He definitely bruised the bone for sure. Oh, at yeah. the very and least. The bone bruise sucks. Yeah. At the very least, he bruised the bone. <laughs> yeah. I uh, One time, me and my cousin, uh, he came to visit us from Oklahoma City, and uh, we were at Keystone. And we're doing, like, A51 out there. That's the terrain park. And uh, I've been skiing probably three years at this point. So I'd say I'm, like, I was really comfortable with everything. Like, Keystone was, like, my home mountain. So, like, I'm comfortable with it. I know everything. Like, I know the terrain park inside and out. My cousin comes, skied maybe three times before this. <laughs> he's, like, he's a very athletic dude. But, like, he's, like, coming. He's, like, yeah, I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to just follow you. I was, like, I was, like, all right. Just, like, please be careful. Bro. Hits the lip. As soon as, he, <laughs> as soon as he hits the lip, I'm like, oh, God. Like, he's, like, leaning too far forward. Then he's leaning too far back. I'm like, this is not going to be good. Completely wipes it. Shoulder first. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like I know that hurt. He's like, he's like, dang, my shoulder's kind of been hurting. Turns out, like, three months later, he, like, goes to get an x-ray because he was in the military. So he had to get, like, a checkup. They're like, when did you break your collarbone? Oh man! <laughs> and he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, what are you talking about? That's brutal. He was like, he was like, yeah, your collarbone's been broken for some time. He was like, it's healed now, but like, you broke that. And he was yeah. like, he was like, it was probably when I was skiing. I was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I remember. I had a I had a pretty bad fall playing basketball as a kid, uh, and I I my knee my kneecap had hurt, but I'd never gotten it checked out. And then maybe like. Six years later, I tore my ACL uh, and my MCL, and I had to get surgery on it. And when they took the scans and stuff, they're like, you have a fracture in your kneecap that's been trying to heal for, like, yeah. however long. Because you, you, the, the knee doesn't heal easily, by the way. You're in the medical field, you know. Like, yeah. you can see the white. If the, the bone is whiter, it's, mm-hmm. like, Your joint spaces. Yeah. You could see that it's, like, trying to heal, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't. So yeah. that fractured even worse when I did it. Yeah. Don't fracture your patella either, kids. It's going to be brutal. I did it. Yeah. It's they took good. out the bottom half, bro. They didn't even put it back together. Yeah. It's a, it's like it's like one of those bones, same with kind of, um, it's called your calcanus, but it's basically the bottom of your foot, the bottom of your heel. If you break that, you will be in pain for a long time. They say it gets no blood flow, so it never heals on its own. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just one of those bones, like if you break, it's going to hurt for a while, and there's really no fixing it, and it doesn't ever heal properly. Yeah. So what do you do for work? So for work right now, I work on Broadway. In school, medically, for radiology. So, got about a year and a half left of that. Can't wait to be done. Can't yeah, wait to be truly in my profession of choice. But um, Broadway, man, working on Broadway, you see some crazy shit. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's absolutely insane. Like, I've literally, swear to God, hand over God on the Bible, like, I've seen somebody die. Like, right in front of where I work. I'm sure. Just, like, walking, fine, drop, hit the cement, ambulance comes, body bag. Dude, there's some people, like... Even when you're not on Broadway, you could be in Midtown. Just like outrageously drunk. Oh, dude. My one of my favorite things about Nashville, honestly, is that if you're on Broadway mostly, this is like where all the tourists go, of course. But um if you're on Broadway, you'll see like a six year old man or woman obliterated. Yeah, and it's bad. Like like it, getting carried by the rest of their friends, family, whatever, but like it's like people come here and they just lose Every bit of control they have. Yeah, I remember. I remember. So some of the uh, 
the women's basketball team that I went to school with was out here and they'd called me. They were like, Hey, like we're out here, blah, blah, blah. Come meet us. Okay. I go down there and I meet them. Mind you, it's like 10 o'clock. That's late to go to Broadway. People have been there for, yeah, you're waiting in line at 10 o'clock. People have been there for six, seven hours at that point. So I get there and there's just like, I'm sober. Obviously I'm walking there. Waves of drunk people like walking past me, stumbling and watching it sober is like <laughs> you're in The Walking Dead. You literally feel like you're in an episode of The Walking Dead walking down the middle of Broadway at 10 o'clock sober. Lifeless on Broadway. Yeah, it's, I avoid it. Yeah, I, I know ju- you're the same. I, 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 so when I first moved here, which it's weird that you didn't do this, but when I first moved, or at least to me, but when I first moved here, I only went to Broadway. And I think that's kind of why like I'm now over it. I love Broadway for day drinking. Because it's not overly crowded. Like, you could go in, out. You could bar hop. No problem. There's no lines. It's fine. It's a good time. You leave, go home, do whatever. Broadway at night is a different animal. And it's an animal I no longer want to control. Yeah, I, I'm i cool with going, like, for day drinking on a rooftop or something when the weather's nice. But just for me personally, would turn me off to it. I was never the biggest on country music or even loud music in general. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, my ears are important, dude. I edit videos for a living. If I can't hear them, there's a problem. So I always, like, avoided that just because the live music banging off your head for hours is just no good for your ears. But um, just the music in general kind of turned me off. And then I didn't really know anybody. I'm the last one to go to a bar alone. Oh, I would never. You will never. You will never see me at the a bar last alone. one. I remember all my friends are like, bro, just go, like, just go out and meet some people. Blah. I'm like, no, not happening that way. Yeah, you will never, ever, ever, ever see me at a bar alone. No, not happening. What are you trying to do? I'm good. Oh, I, I was just moving the mic a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't hate Broadway by any means. Like, my friends are coming up next weekend. I'll probably go do a day there with them. That's what it, it's good for a day. Like, to me, like, uh, our friend who we were talking about previously, Louie, um, he came out here the first time he came out to Nashville. He's like, I was like, well, how'd you like it? And he was like, oh, I hated it. I was like, well, why? He's like, all we did was go to Broadway three, four nights in a row. I was like, well, yeah, I'd, ha- I'd hate it too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like one one night on Broadway and I'm good. Like, I'm good for the month. I'm good for maybe two months because it's just a lot. It's expensive. Broadway is super expensive. You pay like nine, ten dollars for a beer of vodka Red Bull. It's like 14, 15 bucks. Yeah, it's an expensive night with out. With tip. Yeah, it's a very expensive night out. And if you drink a lot of more, you're going to pay more, obviously. But um, Broadway's a lot. So, like, I encourage people to come out here, like, please do not go to Broadway four nights or three nights in a row. Like there's so much more to this city. There's so many cooler bars to this city than just Broadway. Yeah. Agreed. Like Germantown. Awesome. We're a big tin roof, like the Mumbrian midtown people, but um, East Nashville has a lot of good spots, but like whenever people just go straight Broadway, like you, you've already been to all the bars your first night probably yeah. on Broadway. Cause you bar hop and it doesn't change, but you know, it's the touristy spots, what people do. I get it. But I just encourage people to go to other bars out here, man. There's a lot of cool bars. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of cool. And not even because, like, we're single and whatnot. But when you go to Tin Roof, there's people that literally, like, justify themselves as Tin Roof girls. Or I'm a Tin Roof guy. Like, that I'm is their spot. I'm a Tin Roof spot. guy for, for sure. Like, that's their spot. And I think that's cool. Because no, nothing like that, for me, at home was like that. Nobody, like, swears by one bar. Yeah, so, like, I... I grew up and um, like I lived in a lot of places, but I never lived in like super big cities or especially like whenever I was able to go out, like 
the biggest city I lived in, which probably Colorado Springs, like Oklahoma City, whatnot. But I was like high school, middle school, so I like couldn't do any like nightlife, any social thing. But um, yeah, it's just different out here, man. What's like your? Do you have like in a hospital that you're eyeing, or somewhere you want to work when you graduate? Um, I mean, I'm open to ever whoever wants to hire me, but uh, I live pretty much right down the block. So anywhere right around here, man. I would really love to be at Vandy Children's, um, Centennial, just any of the ones downtown. You know, it'd be an easy commute. But uh, end goal, I just want to do like oncology with some kids or just oncology in general and help people out with cancer. Why'd you get into that field? So. I only ask because it's probably the coolest thing about them. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got into it because uh, my freshman year of high school, I was at the beach Grandma's rubbing on sunscreen on my back, and um, she finds, like, a little bump. Bring this thing back for this story. Found a little bump on my back, couldn't figure it out, did all these different tests, all these different scans, and they had no idea what it was for the first time. Then I did, like, a biopsy, whatever. They sent it off to Harvard at the time. Couldn't come back with it. They were like, oh, we think it's, like, a tumor, but it's benign, all this other stuff. So I have it removed, and... um. It turned it out to be a chondrosarcoma, which is a tumor. It's a cancerous tumor. And uh, at the time, they were like, yeah, it's non-cancerous. And I was freshman year of high school. So like, okay, they remove it. The way they remove it or the way you could think of this kind of tumor is um, think of it like a broccoli. And like you have the stem and then the flower. They removed the flower the first time and left the stem. So fast forward a couple years, sophomore year at college, get back from a workout one day, looking at my back see the same bump, immediately knew what it was. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I was like, ah. Uh, I, like, I was like, this is probably not good. Call my mom. She's like, okay. But at the time, like, that I saw it the second time, I still had no prior knowledge that it was cancer. Yeah. The first time, because the first time they said, no, you're fine, it's benign, nothing to worry about. Second time comes around, do a lot more scans and everything. And then the initial first person I went to... <coughs> had like a private conversation with my mom saying like, yo, this is pretty bad. Like he said that he didn't think it would be like good for me, like a high chance of me like to survive basically. I was like, I was like okay, I was like, you could say that to me. You don't have to just say it to my mom. Like I'd be the one going through it. But um, yeah, I ended up doing uh, all the other tests. They spent, sent me to a specialist. Uh, ended, up, ended up going to do all my treatments, all my surgeries, all my meetings, consulting, all that stuff at – MD Anderson in Houston, that's why I go out there so much. Beautiful city, great time. Um, best medical place. Like, if you ever have anything you need to do for medical, especially cancer, MD Anderson's the best spot. So I think it's, like, the number one in the world or something like that, or definitely in the U.S. But um, end up going through all that stuff. Uh, skimming to the surgery, they, like, kind of figured it out. Ended up being, like... Uh, Grade one, two, and like a little blend of three. So it was pretty serious. Surgery was like about 15 hours. Had a blood transfusion. Surgery was supposed That's to be brutal. six hours. Uh, yeah, man. And uh, ended up waking up eventually. Don't even know when, but like the way they had me strapped, think of it like Superman, but you're just tied down. So like my shoulder was torqued for 15 hours. So I woke up, and like the thing that hurt the most was my shoulder. Dude. I know this is like 
this is going to sound so insensitive because what I did was, was a choice and it was way less severe than sitting in surgery. But when I got this tattoo done, bro, I was like, my arm was like this for six hours straight. Oh yeah. When my arm came back into place, I felt like I torn everything in my shoulder. Yeah. Like my shoulder hurt for a week and a half. I literally, my first thought was that somebody took like a sledgehammer and beat the living hell out of my shoulder. Yeah, for sure. I was more so concerned about, because I guess from whatever medication and painkillers and whatever they had me on, like I couldn't feel my back, yeah. but I felt my shoulder. Like for sure. I was screaming bloody murder. And I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance now from all this, but um, screaming bloody murder about my shoulder. They end up, <laughs> giving me some medicine, put me back to sleep, woke up the next thing, like in my hospital room, shoulder was fine. But, uh, yeah, man, it was an experience. Definitely. Um, what changed everything. And then was in the hospital for about a month. Ended up not being able to walk for about a week. Then having to like learn how to rewalk. Cause I had metal put on my back. I had like drains in my back, I had all, different kinds of stuff in my back and um, having to walk with a walker then on myself. And it just felt different because like the yeah. metal fused my spine together. So it was just a whole different feeling. And then like I ended up having like this thing kind of going on with my an epidural, which just kind of numbs you. Mm-hmm. And like at the time when I was laying in the bed, um, had about like my right leg went numb. Couldn't move my right leg at all. They cut it off halfway. Right leg comes back left leg goes completely numb then they just completely cut it off and like it comes back but like i had like super sensitive nerves on the side of my legs for probably about a year like now it's like just now fine like there's like a couple spots that it's a little touchy but it's fine but um had all that stuff go on uh i think the hardest part about that experience for me is uh, because i've always been very active was um being in the hospital for that long and laying in a bed for that long and only being able to get up for probably about two minutes out of the yeah, day. It was brutal. I, um, like I said, I hurt my back in college playing soccer. And uh, I had, like, I would get the pain in the right side of my leg and then my toes would go numb. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was, like, the scariest thing in the world. I'd be, like, working out. And I didn't find I didn't find out what was actually wrong with my back. I just, you know, uh, maybe I pulled something a little bit out of place. But I ended up fracturing a vertebrae. And it was pinching on a nerve. So that's like what would cause the numbness and the pain and all that in my legs and my back. And uh, it was like brutal because I would get out of bed and it would hurt. Mm-hmm. I would stand up and like my foot would be numb in a matter of minutes. And I would have to lay back down yeah. or I'd have to sit down or something. So, it's like so debilitating. So like morally it was defeating. Oh, yeah. It's it's like doing something so simple just as walking to this point and then not being able to do it. It is the most frustrating thing I've ever dealt with. It's like the things you take for granted in life that you don't realize you do until they're, like, taken from you is crazy. Yeah, I think of it kind of, too, like um, if you have a car and you put your car in the shop and you have no car, having to rely on everybody else, like, yeah. yo, it's a hassle. Like, way different story, but just, like, simple things I feel like we take for granted so much and people don't realize, like, in a second that could be a way. 100%. Yeah, man, any kind of surgery, like, is scary. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Even minor. Oh, yeah, man. Things can go wrong. Anything can happen. Yep. For sure. So, back on the topic of Nashville, what was, like, 
what was the, your favorite thing when you first came here? And then what was the toughest thing to adjust to? My favorite thing is this city, I feel like for the most part, is meant for people like us. And I say that as in like um, everybody here is so young, man. Yeah. Like, what would you say? Like, I mean, even the, like because all of the colleges here too. So I'm going to say 19 to like late 20s. That's all you find in the city. And even the people that I've come across like at the gym and stuff that are a bit older are very young in spirit. Like, yeah. They're it's very, a very vibrant city. They're very mature, but they're very like young in, you know, how they look, how they exercise, their daily routine. Like they're very, this is like a very good place to be if you want to better your life. I think, do I think it can chew you up and spit you out some nights? percent, Absolutely. But I think from like a self growth perspective, I've, I've grown more here than I ever thought I was going to. And I've only been here five months now. Yeah, it took me um, It took me a little while to, like, adjust to. I mean, it, Nashville can be very demanding to me, I'll say that. Like, uh, there's always, I think the hardest thing for me to adjust to now is FOMO. <laughs> like, because I can tell you since I've lived here, there's probably never been a day where I have not had the opportunity to do something fun. Yeah. Like, there's just always stuff going on. There's always something you could do. I promise you, like, one of your friends is doing something that you could go do. And just sometimes you have to sit it out. And I hate sitting stuff out. <laughs> but Yeah, I remember when, uh, when I had first been here, I think maybe, like, a month in, uh, we met. And then we started going out, hanging out and stuff. And I think we legit went out two nights a week for, like, <laughs> two months straight, dude. And we haven't gone out in what, since Halloween? It's been since, two and a half uh, weeks. Since Halloween, yeah. And honestly, I've been enjoying this like break that we're taking, but I can't wait to get back part, out there. Part of, the, part of the reason is because the weather is so cold right now. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, it's not that like, I'll go out in the cold, but it's just a little bit harder to go out there in the cold yeah, and no sit doubt. outside and wait no in doubt. lines and stuff like that. It's just like, when the weather's nice here, man, oh my God. It's happening. It's happening all the time. Even, like, you live down the street. Freaking 6 o'clock in the morning, you go outside, there's people are running. People, party party buses. Party buses are going. People are working out outside. There's it, It's like when the weather's nice here, it almost reminds me of New York, but New York's a little bit too busy. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the perfect balance for me. It's a city. Well, I mean, people call this Nash Vegas, which I, I've never been to Vegas, I've so I can't been. personally speak on it. I've never been to Vegas either. But I said... I said it was New York City at the South. I could see. The, I've been I to could, New York. I like, could see the parallel. Very, like, very small, like, much smaller. But um, I don't know, man. The city just gets after it. It like, does. Thursday, Thursday, 9 o'clock in the morning. It's party weird, bus. though. Because it's, like, in every way. Obviously, like, tourists come here and people that aren't from here, they come here to go out and drink, have fun, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But the people that live here, like... The getting after it isn't just going out at night. Like, dude, I go to Quantum right down the street. People work hard as hell in there. People got some physiques in that gym that 100%. you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like, it's like, how did you do that? What do you eat every day? I need to know. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Chicken, rice, broccoli. Chicken, rice, broccoli. I couldn't do it. But yeah, it's like people are smart here. People are in grad school. People are in undergrad. People are 
you know, grinding, working two, three jobs to pay their rent so that they can live here and then work on their career at the same time. So in that sense, like I love this place. Um, going out in New York is like ridiculous. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. Going out in New York is really fun, but it's like, it's a hassle every time. You I was going to say, I feel like it'd be such a hassle. I've never been out in New York, but just having, just getting from point A to B in New York. It's tough. When I visit, depending like, on where it's you're a going. lot. It's tough depending on when you're where you're going. Any form of like ride is expensive out there, like taxi, Uber, Lyft, all expensive. Mm-hmm. Bringing your car, forget about it. Parking is like un unbelievable. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. But if you take like the subways and stuff, it's not expensive. But who knows how to do that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Man. Like <laughs> I see, I see so many videos of the subways and just shit not going right on the nah. subways. Like, yo, I'm not doing that. My friend Matt, he works for NJ Transit, and, like, we always make fun of him because trains are always late or canceled or whatever for X, Y, and Z reason. I mean, it happens in on in the, the flying industry all the time. My flight got delayed last time. <coughs> I'm not going to complain, but... They got epidemic right now, so the flight's <laughs> getting delayed. But um, we always clown on Matt. We'll be like, fuck NJ Transit. Like, you're the reason the trains are late <laughs> and all this shit. But, yeah, New York's definitely uh, a hassle. So I got some friends that live there, and they love it. Like, they absolutely love it. I'm sure it's a little different when you live there and you don't have a car. Yeah, you can I mean, walk everywhere, but <coughs> I know for me personally, it's just a hassle. And it's very expensive. To me, there's just some cities that I think are always cool to visit. And one, New York is one of them. Yeah. Like, I couldn't I couldn't live in New York. I love big cities. Like, I only see myself, at least while I'm single and super career-driven and whatever, living in a big city because I love always having something to do. I love having sports teams to go watch and stuff like that. But just New York is too much for me. Personally. Yeah, I've never been a hockey guy, but Preds games, dude, are fun. Preds games are my favorite thing to do in Nashville. Shout out Sicily. Shout out Sicily. Um, she's the GOAT. If you want to buy any Preds tickets from her, do it. Use the code BARKER. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, she's the homie. Um, so on the topic of like New York and stuff, um, like I said, the people is the biggest difference between here and there. Oh yeah. That's the biggest difference. A hundred percent. Is the food good here? Yeah. But there's good food there too. I mean, there's, I feel like for the most part, unless you're like, now if you're from one of these States, don't get, don't come at me. But like, if you're from like North Dakota, like. Yeah, I don't know what food you eat out there. But I like, don't know I feel what like they do in North Dakota. Most like big cultural cities, I feel like there's good food. I don't know what they do in North Dakota at all. Don't know. If you're from North Dakota, tell us what you do. Tell us what you eat. Yeah, would love to hear about it. Besides bison. Yeah, but other than that, like the apartments here, all right, maybe not New York, but where I was from, Carteret, like apartments are the same price. Yeah. Just because we were close to New York. But the people is like the biggest difference, like I said. And it's kind of weird because when you think about Nashville, nobody's from here, but they all kind of, we all kind of have the same, like, not giddiness, but willingness to talk to one another and, you know, connect with each other and learn different things, which is kind of weird because this place made me do that. I was always into conversation. That's probably been like, as a human being, that's what I enjoy the most is talking to other people, learning new things expanding my knowledge on things that I have no clue about, even if it's like worthless knowledge, I still want to know it. Um, but like out there, it's hard to get here. Like you could just walk up to somebody at the gym, at the grocery store, in the elevator and 
20 minute conversation before you even like thought of it. We, we could go to the bar right down the street and strike up a conversation with probably anybody in that bar. Anybody. For at least 30 minutes. And they wouldn't look at you weird neither. No. At all. Grab a drink, go to anybody in the bar and we'll have a conversation and they'll just be fine with it. Yeah. It's, it's cool, dude. I love this place. It's such a good place to be. Yeah, there's it's I've been to a lot of different places just having been military and traveling around a lot and like there's just nothing that I could say like compares to Nashville as far as like just city life and I don't even just the whole thing, just the whole vibe of the city. Like there's nowhere that I've been where I'm like, yo, this is kinda like Nashville. Yeah, no, not at all. And I travel a lot for work. Like I go away almost every couple week uh weeks, but I'd never been to California. I was like, oh, like, I can't wait to go, blah, blah. You get out there, it's beautiful. California's a beautiful state. Um, but it 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 couldn't throw a stone at Nashville, in my opinion. Like, going out down there, the people, they're not mean by any means. But yeah. it's just different here. The vibe here is so different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody collectively knows what it is and, like, what's up with Nashville. Yeah. So it's always, like, an open door. For sure. And I feel like, too, because, like, nobody's, like, we say, like, nobody's from here. But, like, everybody who I've mostly met has been from the south, from some state or the other. And then you obviously get, like, a, no- a lot of northern people like yourselves. We have a couple of northern friends, too. But, like, they're chill. Yeah. It's not like they have that, like, yo. This F- place makes F- you do that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, why would you, like, there's, why are you going to be uptight here? Like, to me, there's nothing to be uptight about. Super easygoing, super laid back. But I just feel like for the most part, like, that southern hospitality is... Live and well in Nashville. Yeah, for sure. The food's awesome, too. Um, it, it can get a bit pricey to eat out here all the time. Yeah, for sure. But um, I will say, though, I don't think Nashville has, like, a super huge range of food. No, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't really have, like, great Italian. Like, you don't really have good Chinese. Like, you have a couple spots And we here could and be wrong. Like I yeah. said, we're not from here, so put we're us on. We're not from here, man. If you have good spots, please let us know. I love Chinese and Italian food. Italian food's my favorite, and I miss it so much. I cook it all the time here because I never get to eat it out. Yeah, man. So I love my grandma's lasagna. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um, yeah, it's definitely definitely a cool place. A lot of different stuff to do. The one thing I haven't gotten to do yet that I really want to like get out and explore is just Tennessee in general. I've been pretty stuck to Nashville. Yeah, there's a lot of good hiking out here, man. Yeah, so it's about like an hour and a half away. Yeah, definitely like definitely want to get into some of that when the weather starts to get nicer next year. Um, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to doing. I think my favorite place I've been is Cummins Falls. It's like a state park. It's a huge waterfall. You just, like, hike down and then through this kind of, like, ravine. And then eventually you get, to like, to the waterfall part, and you could swim in there, like, jump off the waterfall. People, like, just picnic, bring their own food and stuff. Like, super fun spot. Super cool spot during the summer for sure. Water's still cold, though. Yeah, I'm sure. A little bit, but... I'm the sure. price you pay. Yeah. So what was, um? did you say your favorite thing about moving here? Or? Yeah, my, I think my favorite thing about moving here is just finally, like I knew like always moving around, I wanted to live in a big city whenever I became like a young adult. That just sounds weird to say, but whenever like I got like a young professional, I knew I wanted to live in a big city <clears throat> and like finally like being in one. It's like everything I thought it would be, so it's just kind of like it's like okay, like this is, this is cool. Like just again, like having sports teams, having different places to eat, bars, nightlife. Like you're never bored here. That's my favorite thing I would say. 
Yeah, this is like everything I didn't think it would be. When I had first made the decision, I was like, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to go there for a year and I'm going to be out. Because you never you never visited here before. You no, I've right? never, never been here. Yeah, see, I've been here. I was here like three, four times. And then I was like, yeah, I'm moving to Nashville for sure. When I like thought in my head of like Nashville or Tennessee or even the South, I'm like, I hate country music. I'm going to hate it there. And then when you look up Nashville, all you see is Broadway. They yeah. don't tell you about the rest of the city. No. You would have thought Broadway was like the Nashville. Only, the only spot. Yeah. That's like the smallest part of Nashville to me, at least. Yeah, it's just a street. Like Midtown's a little bit bigger than than Broadway, it seems to me. I don't know the exact dimensions of everything, but. Yeah, it's just a street. Um, yeah, man. Nashville. Nashville is something. I love it. I love it with all my heart. I don't know if I want to leave it. I don't know if I ever will leave it. Yeah, Maybe. I'm not leaving for a while. Yeah, though. for like, I could comfortably say with it, like, I'll be here for at least five years. At least, at the very minimum. I would love for like, I don't know. And I think, I think too, like, as we get, as we'll get older and stuff, like, I think it'll be harder to leave because like, we'll have like such a good friend group. We'll have an establishment like here, like we'll be so comfortable to an extent. So like, it's like, why would you leave that? Yeah. Because, like, sure. starting over, is, it's tough, man. It is. Like, I feel like that's the one thing I would appreciate the most from always having to move different places is I've always got to start over. So, like, if you're not comfortable with that, like, you get you have to get comfortable with it very quickly. So, like, I would live a place for a year, make friends, leave them, go to another place, make friends, leave them. And I, get, I think that's what made me such a good people person is just always having to be able to, like, adapt to my environment. Which I will say this, when I left, I think, when I left Panama City Beach the second time, I moved to Rhode Island for a year. Dude, rough. Yeah, I don't know what there's to do in Rhode Island either, and I was very close to it. Not even that, dude. Like, I got clowned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you say say y'all up there, bro. Like, people look at you like you just murdered 10 people in front of them. Yeah, they probably made fun of how you talk, for sure. Like, how I talked, and then, I think at the time, I was, like, a little chubby. (laughs) <laughs> so like you know, like I sound like a country bumpkin And then I'm a little chubby bro Like these people have never seen Somebody like this in their life <laughs> like, like straight up bro Like I I hated Rhode Island Like I, I think uh, <coughs> The Northeast is very beautiful For like the landscape And I say this too Like I think If you took southern people And put them in the Northeast The Northeast would be the best Yeah But you just have <laughs> The Northeast people In the Northeast And it makes it like It's just tough and I love, tough, I love the Northeast. I love it. Like I said, I 22 years of my life, I lived in the Northeast. I lived in that one town. And it was tough to leave. Like, I went to school an hour away, which isn't close enough to just come home all the time. But it's close enough. But my all my high school went there. Yeah. Like, a bunch of people that I went to high school with went to Montclair State. Okay. So it was like I never really left. I still yeah. always... I made tons of new friends at Montclair. Like, the soccer team made tons of great friends. But... When it came down to it, I always knew I had those friends to fall back on if I didn't find other friends there. So it was never like a risk. So when I got the opportunity to move here, it was super uncomfortable. But like, what was I going to do, dude? Was I not going to go out and meet people? I had to. Yeah, you have to, man. And like, I think I saw the other day somebody was like, as a guy, they're like, I don't know the last time I've made a guy friend. And I like, to me, I just don't get that, like. I feel like, yeah, it's probably, like, for a dude, it's harder to meet dudes because, like, girls could do, 
like the Bumble BFF stuff and stuff like that. Like it's yeah, not yeah. weird for them. Like I got like where does I would she never do Yeah, that. like I wouldn't do that personally. And I think I was I've been here about a year and a half now. And I think I've finally gotten to the point where I have like a good solid friend group. I feel like we meet somebody new every two, three weeks. Yeah. Like we're in a group chat with like twenty people that we've all met here. Just and from I bars. Feel, and I feel like it grows every week. From we bars and friends of friends and they just keep adding to it. Yeah. Like we're probably getting close to thirty, thirty four, five people. Yeah. That's crazy. I knew not one person when I moved here. Dude, it took me it took me a long time to find like just a group to go out with and stuff like that. But uh I don't know. I feel like once it like kinda like once the first few came, like it just started snowballing. And now it just keeps snowballing. Yeah, for sure. But it's nice to know too about our group because like we all generally like to do the same thing, but at the same time, like everybody's different. And like some people want to do this, some people want to do this. Like no matter like what kind of your vibe is for that day, like and at least in our group, like you could do something with somebody. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in our friend group, you're probably one of the only people I see Monday through Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, like everybody kind of regroups and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool because, you know, you get that space and that time to, you know, go at your profession, you know, take your time, go to the gym, eat whatever you're going to eat and do what you got to do as far as like your routine goes and what you're comfortable with. And then on the weekends, like we'll all group up and go do something or, you know, go to your apartment, come here, watch fights, whatever, whatever it is that we do. I think that's a cool like dynamic that our friend group has because mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't know, there's times where I'm like, I'm not doing nothing today or I'm not going out and nobody's bugging you. Like, no, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like oh, like, we'll see him. We'll see him maybe tomorrow. We'll maybe see him next weekend. Yeah. Like, but that's what the back to your point of like um, everybody's on the grind out here. That's what I'm saying. Like. We see each other during the weekdays, but um, everybody else, like, working and stuff, like, they're busy. Like, everybody kind of gets that. Like, nobody's hounding nobody. Like, yo, yo, come. You got to come. Like, nah, bro. Like, we get it. Like, you, you got stuff going on for the weekdays, especially, like, I mean, all of our friends are professionals. Now I'm in school. You're in a professional, like, Pat and everybody else like that. But, like, weekdays, like, people just know, like, you're busy. Yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes. Catch me on COD at night, though. That's for sure. Work hard, play hard. Catch me on COD at night, though. That's for sure. <laughs> it's a guarantee. 100p. Yeah, the new Call of Duty, man. Now, I'll say, it gets frustrating. It's frustrating as hell right now. <laughs> the game gets frustrating, but it's brought out the inner kid in me that I don't think I've seen in, like, eight or nine years. It's made me... I stopped playing COD for a long time. Probably. Me too. Like, the last time I seriously played COD was probably MW3. Yeah, me too. Like Very log, long like time Like, logged ago. good hours, and I'm logging good hours in this COD. <laughs> like, I think I looked the other day, and I'm, like, almost at two days. That's brutal. <laughs> it's been out for, what, like, three, four weeks? Bro, I mean, what else am I... Like, it's, like, again, like, it's cold, so I could go out in the cold, or I could stay in my warm house and... And play COD with the boys. And play COD with the boys and have a good fucking time. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely brought out, like, that inner inner kid in me i haven't seen in so long like oh yeah i'm having so much kid fun on that game and i think too like for a little while like well i just got the ps5 not just got but like i've had it for three four months so to me it's still fucking brand new and uh for like playing on the ps4 for so long like the same games over and over like i stopped playing video games for a while just i was yeah. like i was bored of it it was boring like it was nothing new Got the PS5. Shit's beautiful, by the way. Shit's like a damn near computer. 
but uh just like playing on the ps5 and now playing with like all my our friends on cod and stuff like that like it's made me like like video games again because yeah. it's fun like I've, I, I generally have fun when we log on and we play for a while dude i would play like maybe a game of like 2k or some shit and i'd be like yo i'm bored let me let me and like that's this too like living out here if you're doing whatever and you could find something to do in a heartbeat like i said so like i'd be like yo i'm bored go out do something now it's like yo i'm having a good time fuck it i'm staying in yeah i hate the people that are like so everybody has their hobbies. Everybody enjoys doing something that maybe isn't productive, but it's good for them, like mentally, socially, whatever, whatever it is. Like, yeah. and the people that are like, "Oh, like you shouldn't play video games. You shouldn't. You I, shouldn't do I this. Hate you work like out that. too much. You do this, like, bro. That's what I do. Let me let me be me, man. My bank account's right. My physical health is right. Like, let me do something that I enjoy." Even if you don't think it's productive, right? Like, and there's people that make tons of money playing video games. Not that I'm going to be that person by any means, but you can make a career out of anything you want. And that's the one thing I like about the internet. It has its pros. It has its cons for sure. But you can make a career out of anything nowadays. Like if you put your mind to it, you could put a career. If you put the work in, you can make a career out of anything on the internet nowadays. The internet has definitely made anything possible for the most part. Yeah, for sure. Especially with just anything like gaming now too is so big. Yeah. Like it it's is. a it's a I know it's a million dollar business, but I want to say it's a billion dollar like business between like the esports shit. I would probably argue trillions, dude. Yeah. Like and I don't even know if that's like a legit dollar amount that's possible, but <laughs> whatever the hot it's it's got to be one of the most profitable industries in the oh, world for sure. right now. Especially like I don't know, you spend $1000, $1500 on a gaming setup and like streaming setup and you're you're like golden. You make good content. You're interesting. People will watch. I personally not one to watch video game streams, but one of my friends back home, she uh, she watches GTA role play, like like it's television. Really, and you'd never think that, but you know people like what they like. Yeah, people, and they're gonna yeah, watch people have their little watch. niche man, or niche niche, whatever. But um, yeah, I, mean, I just I've never understood people who hate on a certain thing that somebody likes. And, like, most of the times, too, I find that when people do that, they probably haven't even tried it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I posted those two TikToks, and I got people on my phone. Like, I have a mixed bag of people. There's people that are making fun of me about it, jokingly, but at the same but time, still, still there's truth. There's truth it. behind every... But then there's also people that are like, joke. dude, like, that's so motivational. That's something I wish, like, I, I want to start doing something like that. And it's like, dude, do it. Yeah, why not? It's on your mind anyway, right? Like... That's how I feel about this podcast. I feel like n not being from Nashville is such a popular thing that gets talked about, but not really in depth talked about. Yeah. Why are people here? Why are people coming here? Yeah. Like what brought... I mean, I, it's one of the biggest growing cities in America. A hundred percent. And you could see that with all the construction. Right. There's a reason that they can afford to do all that here. Yeah. Um. But I think it's something that's super interesting, something that I look forward to talking to other people about. I really, like, I'm not one. So I did a podcast with Angelo and Matt, my best friends from home. And it was super fun, super interesting. We had a great time doing it. I ended up moving. That's why, you know, we didn't continue doing it. But I never, even when I was with them, I was like, I don't care if this blows up or not. It's yeah. got none. If it gets two views, guess what? I'll still be sitting here tomorrow. It's and not I'll about the views. No, it's not about none of that. It's about personal growth, self-growth. I want to learn from other people. I want to you know, learn more about Nashville. Connections, man. Yeah. I mean, a person can, 
that you never thought would have any impact on your life can end up getting you your next job or networking can take you so far. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Like Especially in today's age. Like if you know one or two of the right people, sometimes that may be all you need. And I also think Nashville has a ton of interesting people. Oh, for so sure. So like if other people listen to it and they hear it and they, they get to know this person, I think that's, that's something that's pretty cool. Cause it's a big city. There's a, I don't know how many people live here, but there's, I would assume there's a lot of people cause I see people in my own apartment building every day that I haven't seen before. So I oh, could yeah. only imagine, you know, on a city level. I mean, for the most part, we go to Tin Roof a lot, like we said. And I don't know if it's because I'm drunk or what, but for the most part, I do not see the same person twice in Tin Roof. Nah, I think. And I know there's like, like you said, like there's people who strictly go to Tin Roof in yeah. certain bars. And I, again, it's probably because I have a little buzz going, but like. I'll very rarely. I just, yeah, I just can't be like, yo, I've seen you before. There's definitely people we see pretty often, but at this point we know them. And when you see them, you oh, say yeah. what's up. Yeah. But then there's the 90% that you've never seen before. Oh, and yeah. It's maybe their first time there. Or they go all the time and you just never saw them. Never noticed. The coolest thing about Tin Roof to me is the live music side is something I would never put on my speakers in my apartment ever. But, but you when go. you're there... And the with a little bit of a buzz going, a little bit of buzz, the energy, the people, it's a lot of fun, dude. dude. Yeah. Like again, like I, I love all kinds of music. Like if it's a, if it's good, I will listen to it. I listen to jazz. I listen to rap, country, alternative, all that. If it's good, I will listen to it. But like just sometimes like when the crowd is into it, man, like it's so much fun. And I love the DJ side. Like I just love DJs in general. Like I go out. I want to hear like a beat. I want to dance. I want to have a good time. But like you go out on the on the live music side, Mr. Brightside comes on, shoulder to shoulder deep. <laughs> like, yo, what? Like you can't tell me like you're not having a good time at that point. Yeah, shameless plug to Ten Roof. It's the spot. Dude, best spot. From in Nashville. Nashville or not, go to Ten Roof. It's a lot of fun. Um I'll wait in that twenty minute line every day of the week. Yeah, man. The line um, the line's the line, but it's a whole lot of fun. We love Ten Roof. 100%. I can't wait. I need to go soon again. It's been a minute. My friends will be here next weekend. So Next weekend is when we will be at Tin Roof. Next weekend, catch us at Tin Roof. Although this probably won't have come out by then, so <laughs> just catch us there one weekend. We'll be there. Well, well, there's a chance that you will see us at Tin Roof at some point. <laughs> and when the weather comes back up, you bet your ass You'll we'll see there. me at Tin Roof. For sure. Um, What, for you, like, what do you see happening for yourself with the podcast like what do you want to get out of it like i said connections just like talking to cool people and i don't know like this is episode one don't know how far it's gonna go don't know how big it's gonna get don't know who we're gonna bring on but like just any conversation or any insight that we didn't already have is valuable yeah for sure and i think sharing that to other people is cool too like imagine this podcast i know we're not anywhere deep into it and we haven't had anybody on here yet to to learn new things imagine this existed when you moved here though oh dude huge like game again, changer for sure for sure i would have knew something i would have known that yeah. there was other stuff that i would have i would have known there yeah I, ex I was literally about to say the same i would have known there's more to nashville than broadway yeah yeah, and sure. I think it, even, like, we can, uh, we can have, like, small businesses that exist in Nashville, like, our barber, 
Oh, Whitney. Whitney's cool as She's heck. She's the GOAT. Another plug. Shameless, Shameless plug. plugs, man. Whitney, Whitney, uh, Whitney Ford, I think her name is. Oh, I thought it was Hudson. I don't know. We don't know your last name, Whitney. We're really sorry. But Whitney, awesome barber. Whitney Odom. Odom. We're all wrong. Ford, I said. Yo, Whitney Odom, follow her on the gram if you need a cut. Best in the game in Nashville, I promise Best you. Best in the game. Best, Best in, in the, the game, game for sure. But yeah, like, you know, just showing people different things that are in Nashville. And then, you know, the conversation gets deeper than that with no matter who you talk to. You're going to get more oh, yeah. than just. Because, again, everybody's different. Everybody the likes surface. their own things. Like, I know people who only go out in East. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say I have not been out in East enough. I've probably been out in East like four or five times. But they have like a super cool bar called Up Down. It's just an arcade bar, like two, three stories. Dope. Don't ever go out there. And I feel like, too, part of it is like where people live in Nashville. So, like, if you live in East, obviously, you're going to go to East Bars because it's right there. Yeah. We live Midtown, West End. So, like, we're probably going to go to the Demumbrian. We're probably going to go to Tin Roof or uh, Midtown, Demumbrian, maybe Broadway. I don't feel like we don't go out in Germantown enough, though. I don't think I've ever been. I love I love Von Elrods during the day. Best patio. If you're looking for the best patio in Nashville, go to Von Elrods when the weather is nice. Huge patio. They got the German Steins. It's a great deal. Thursdays, they have the half off. Another shameless plug. Um, mothers, we... I've never been. You've been. You were like, we took you the one the one night, and you're like, yo, I'm not feeling this. I don't think I've ever and been. And then we went to Tin Roof. I've never been to Mother's. <sighs> I swear. We went to Red Door. No, nah, mother, Mother's is in Germantown. It was like when you walk in, it's small, and then you go in the back, and we're in the patio. Yeah, you've been, bro. You've been. So, oddly enough, though... The people that were upstairs in Mother's in that, like, fancy room yeah. looked like they were having a great time. Well, I think they were, like, a, 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 a group or, like, a that's, party group That's got to be, like, a, a super cool spot to go to when you have a large group and you can get a seat, like, a setting like that, bro. They're oh. sitting on couches. Yeah, I know. They're lounging. Like, they looked... It looked classy. Mm-hmm. We just weren't looking for that. That Like, we weren't really... No, yeah. We were, trying to, we were trying to get after it a little bit more. Mother's, to me, is more low-key chill. They play great music, though. Oh, yeah. Like, the first time sure. I went, they were playing, like, 2000s, like, some 90s, like, just great music. But, uh, yeah, I know girls who Swear love, by it. love Mother's. Swear by it. Literally. Like, they don't go other, a lot of Yo, other where are you going tonight, Mother's? It's like, okay. Heard. Heard you. But. S- sidebar. I got to piss. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Nick's got to piss. <laughs> See you later, piss, buddy. Man. I kind of got to go too. So when you, That's when I, when, uh, just don't hit the cameras. Don't hit them. They got to stay in the same spot. I'm not going to cut it. I'm just going to keep going. But, um, yeah, Nashville, super cool place. There's so much more to it than you would think. Um, to all my friends at home, I wish some of you guys would come out, not come out here more often. But be open to the idea of, you know, spending a little bit more than, like, a weekend here. Because, you know, you go out for three days here, it's going to eat you up quick. Like, Nashville, if you, the pace of drinking and the pace of the bar hopping and stuff, it catches up to you quick. So, um, as I learn more about the state and the city and what there is to do out here, I'll definitely, like, have more of my friends and stuff out here from home. Because, I, I, like, that was the hardest part of moving for me was... My home friends. I have such a great group of home friends. Like, love those people to death. Would do anything for them. Um, 
And I didn't know if I would be able to find people like that out here. Um, obviously like your home friends hold a different place in your heart and your mind, but I met some awesome people out here too. Um, some great friends that, you know, really bring a lot to the table as far as like conversation goes and they all do different things. I don't know. I haven't met one photographer or videographer out here yet. Um, and that's kind of niche to me because by me, a lot of my friends do it. Um, a lot of people where I'm from are into that creative space. Uh, Nick is back now, so when he sits down, he can talk to you guys for a minute or two while I use the restroom as well. Um, I was just talking about, like, my home friends and how I didn't know how I would adjust to it. Um, I didn't think that I would find friends that, like, obviously your home friends, I know you moved around a lot, but they hold, like, a different place in your heart. They saw you when you were a kid. They saw you as you got older. Like, they saw the progression and stages in your life. So I didn't know if I would find friends out here that I would trust or be, like, as comfortable and confident with. But I was saying that I've met some great people out here, and a lot of people do a lot of different things. Like, I haven't met one photographer or videographer out here yet. By me, that's such a common career and, Mm -hmm. like, path because there's obviously, like, New York is there, fashion, Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But... I can't believe that apologies. We have the Nets and Sixers game on. I cannot believe that the Nets are in a close game right now. Dude, the Sixers have nobody in the game. Fuck the Nets. Let's go Celtics. We're winning the chip this year. Tatum MVP. You heard it here first. He can't take this back. So you, you heard <laughs> when it, it doesn't go first. this way, <laughs> we have You proof. heard it here first. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know like what to expect as far as people out here. I knew they'd be nice. Yeah. But I didn't know if they'd be, like, my people. If yeah. I would trust them or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, be into that. Not intimate friendship in, like, a weird way, but, like, them knowing who you are to your core. Yeah, you know? and that, to me, that's just something that comes along. Like, my, my like, childhood friends, or not even childhood friends, but, like, my back home friends are just the people I graduated high school with. So, like, I live with them for a little bit, like, Jake... And all them. So I graduated PC from high school in Panama City Beach. I did two years in Colorado Springs too. So that's why, like Austin, I went to high school and middle school with Austin. So like that's how we're so close. So yeah, I'd say like my like back home friends. I don't even really get to see anymore because my parents aren't in Panama City Beach anymore. They're at the beach in Alabama. But um, yeah, man, it's different because like high school. High school is a weird time. Like high school is a big development time of your life. Yeah. So you just go through different shit. I actually was just talking to my uh, high school football coach yesterday, and I was like, dude, like, I didn't realize how much of what, like, those coaches are instilling in you as a person Mm -hmm. and as, like, a young man in life follows you once you're done with those sports in high school or even college, like, when I finished. College was a little different. Like, you feel like like, your coach is more tied to winning. Yeah. Because that's how they keep their job. In high school, do I think that matters a little bit? Sure. But I think the coaches that are but building the, young men. They're also like a PE coach. Yeah. So like, like a history t- teacher. I feel like the coaches that are building people are valued a little more than the coaches that are winning. I mean, obviously, like not at like the the Don Boscos and Mater yeah, D yeah, preps yeah. of the like world. Privates those are that. different. But like high school, public high school coaching is definitely about building character. And obviously, you want to win and be competitive. But I was just telling him like. I didn't realize how much of what you guys were teaching me was going to follow me Yeah. outside of that. And especially now that I moved, I, I like remember those things vividly and I like use them daily. 
I, uh, I've had some great coaches. I've had some pretty shitty coaches. For sure, mixed bag. Um, you always remember the great ones, and you always remember the super shitty ones. But uh, do you ever feel like um, between high school and college, like some of the stuff was like yesterday? Or like last week? Like there's just like instances where like super memorable stuff that like we were like, I did this thing in high school called DECA, and it's like a business group and it's like nationwide and even nationally and like I just remember like we like in Colorado at the time I think we placed third in the state of Colorado and then we got to go to nationals in Orlando and like just that whole experience like being with like it was like with Austin and then one of his best buddies one of my friends from high school uh Jonah just being with like them like I remember it like yesterday like I could tell you exactly like what happened but bro that's been like seven years ago now yeah i more so high school than college college i had some memorable moments but college was also a bit rough um i didn't really know what i wanted to do i changed career or like my major a bunch of times yeah Um, i did the same until so that was a little bit of a tricky time i met some awesome people in college though like some of my best friends today are from college Mm -hmm. um as opposed to home but um, I definitely remember vividly, like, moments from high school. Specific, like, instances and mm-hmm. events and games and stuff like that. I can remember, like, exact words. Yeah. And it's uh, weird. I was going to bring up a memory, but don't know if my mom will ever watch this or not. So, we'll, yeah. sh- we'll let it slide. That was, like, the trickiest thing. So, when, like, <laughs> we did it with Angelo and Matt, I uh, I would always think, like, what if my mom or my dad listen yeah, to this? Yeah, like, like, I'm not about to get caught slipping. We're t- like, <laughs> me, Angela, and Matt are, are like childhood best friends, like yeah, played yeah. in the sandbox together. Yeah. So like, do we really want to air ourselves out on here? No. <laughs> For my mom, dad, and his parents to hear, they're going to be mortified. But yeah, it's, um, it's kind of cool. Um, those are like character building moments that not make or break you, but they definitely shape you into making your own decisions and stuff. Like I make decisions today based on experiences I've had the past however oh, many years. So for college for me too, um, I was the same way. I changed my major twice, two to three times. And then I fucked around and found out my first, yeah, I <laughs> You find out real quick in college. So if you're, a fr- if you're a freshman and you fuck around too much, you're going to find out the hard way. And me, like, I'm a hard-headed motherfucker, so, like, I have to, like, learn the hard way. And, like, everybody's different. Like, some people could get it. Like, don't have to do that. But, like, I had to fail in order to succeed. And I feel like that's, for most people in life, that's kind of how it is. Maybe not to the extent I did. Like, I didn't get kicked out or anything. There's but, nothing like, wrong with that either. Like, though. there was a semester, like, yo. It was like, why, like, why am I here? Yeah. Just not like not like it was simple shit, man. Just like not going to class, simple assignments that I just didn't do. Like, and then yo, you get you have that little talk with your advisor, and he's like, he's like, hey, so you don't pull your shit together, man. You're gonna be sitting at home. Yeah, for sure. But to me, like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, and again, like that is the way I had to learn. Like I had to fail to the extent I did to be able to like yo. This is what I want to do. And then, like, also back to, like, the point of my whole experience with, like, the cancer and everything. Like, uh, up until that point, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Sitting at, uh, in Houston at my Airbnb because I had to be out there some, for, like, the whole summer for radiation. And I'm just sitting out there. 
and uh thinking like I had so much time to think out there and like that's when it just kind of hit me it was like it was like yo it was like the team I had and still have because I w- will always have them until they retire or whatever but um the team I had was like such an impact on me that's when it just kind of like hit me I was like it's like yo if I can make one other person going through like a battle with cancer or anything kind of related to that feel like comfortable or not even comfortable just be like feel a little bit better that day that's why i want to do it yeah and just um yeah like that shit sucks man yeah i'm sure i couldn't uh, even imagine change my life for the best worst thing i'd never want to do again but like again i'm so thankful that it did happen because without that like i could have still been fucking off and who knows what but yeah for sure worst best thing I got a piss, dude. Go for it, man. I'll be back. Go for it. Fuck the Brooklyn Nets, the Giants, any New York team. If you're a fan of New York, it's not personal, but it is. Let's go, Boston. The man's back. What'd you talk about? Um, I kind of took a break, but I really just talked about uh, my distaste for New York sports. Oh, cool. Being a, a all-Boston fan. Yeah, we just happened not to give a fuck, so we can move on from that. Cool beans, cool we're getting, beans. We're getting some minor traction. Yeah, it's cool. I um, I don't know. I have a, I love watching podcasts. Same. And I also love intellectual conversation with other people. So to me, like having my own podcast was always in the books for me. Um, to what capacity I would like take it, I don't know. Um, but just going to fuck around and find out. Just ride the wave. Just going to fuck around and find out. Um, yeah, dude, I'm the same way. Like this is something that uh, could go a long way, could go a little way. We'll find out one way or another. We're going to find out. And, like, to me, the hardest part of it all for a lot of people is the production part. And that's, like, second nature to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so that part of it it, just worked. That part of it is, like, the easy part. Yeah. Like, setting up the cameras and the mics and all that and editing it. That's the easy part. Is it going to get – is it a lot of work? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Like, it's a lot of work. But at the same time, it's – to me, that's what I do. So, yeah, I don't really have, like, a beef with it or a problem doing it. Especially when I'm passionate about it, it it becomes much easier to do. That's like anything in life. Always, like, and I stand by this, do what you want to do in life and you will never, quote unquote, work. It's sayings like that, like, I think people, it's kind of like when your mom told you something as a kid and she was like, my mom used to say, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Then you get older and you're like, yo, my mom was right about everything, or my dad was right about it, my grandma, yep. whoever it was, like that person in your life, like, 100%. dude, they. It took me till college, till after, like, I started getting my stuff together. So probably my like sophomore spring, so or junior year, I was like, everything my mom has told me is because she's experienced it herself. Yeah, and like that's the part of being like so young and like naive, like you just don't want to listen, and you probably want to find out for yourself. Which go for it, like. Please do like be your own person, experience everything. But uh, yeah, man. 
more they, often than not, your parents know a lot more than you give them credit for, a lot more than you think. For sure. And you might not agree with everything they say. Like even to this day, no. I don't I don't agree with everything my parents say. No. And if and you that's do okay. I feel like two people like obviously respect, like you should respect all your parents, everything like that, elders, yada yada yada, but like don't just be a yes man. No. Like my parents and I have tough conversations all the time, but we've earned that respect with one another that we can have that conversation because they know where I'm coming from. They know I'm not coming at them or attacking yeah, yeah. them. They they know how I am and how I interact in the conversations I have. So we've built that that respect and earned that trust with one another to, to be able to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's where everything starts. You can't just start, like even at work, you can't just start making demands or disagreeing and all this stuff. Like you have to earn that trust with people so that they know where you're coming from. Because if you don't, it's easier to assume the worst intention rather than the best before something happens. Yeah. So definitely earning that trust and, and building that is key. But as far as the podcast goes, dude, I think not from Nash. Just the concept in and of itself, whether that was the name or not or whatever it was, is cool. And I think it's something that people can relate to. Um. And I look forward to continuing to do it. I look forward to having on the guests. We don't know exactly who we're going to have on yet. We've discussed we got a couple ideas. We've discussed a few people that we think we could bring on, um, but nothing set in stone and nothing that we have <laughs> arranged yet. And again, if you do see this and you're from Nashville, hit us up. Yeah, hit me up. I'll drop our our handles and stuff in the intros and whatever. But um, yeah, I'm always down to talk. Always down to have a conversation. Reach out. For sure, it could be. You can pop in for five minutes. You can pop in for three hours. Like, we're here for it. Tuesdays and Thursdays. No doubt. Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's when we're going to try our, our absolute best to get these going. But, yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty solid first episode. Dude, I'm ready to wrap it up if you are. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. All right, cool. Thanks for listening and watching. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Have a good one. Stepping out.